hard to believe that uh, June, here we are, June 30th, right? Uh, June is over. Why does it always seem like uh, June is about two weeks long and February, which is only 28 days, feels like, oh, I don't know, six weeks long? But you know what? Speaking of uh, long, long waits, uh, let's start on this uh, Thursday with the latest on uh, the airport and travel, because there's all kinds of headlines today regarding Air Canada, who says that they're going to make some, quote, meaningful reductions to its flight schedule for both uh, July and August to handle ongoing flight delays and airport congestion. This according to a statement released by Air Canada late yesterday. Now, in the statement that was emailed to customers as well, Air Canada President and CEO Michael Russo said that the airline's operations and its ability to serve customers with its normal standards of care have been affected over the uh, past few weeks, over the last uh, month or so, saying in the statement, quote, the COVID pandemic brought the world airport trans- uh, air transportation system to a halt in early 2020. Now, after more than two years, global travel is resurgent and people are returning to flying at a rate never seen in our industry. He went on to say that the increase in travel has created unprecedented and unforeseen strains in all aspects of the global aviation system in which the airport demand exceeds the system's capacity. And for more on this, let's welcome in Canada's travel guy. Here's travel expert to Jim Byers, who joins us on this Thursday. Hey there, Jim. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Jeff. Okay, there's a reports that uh, half of the domestic flights, 50% of the domestic flights to Canada's biggest airports, either delayed or canceled this past week. So considering that, Jim, I mean, was this announcement from Air Canada, <laughs> was it inevitable? Um, I'm not sure inevitable is the right word, but it's certainly not surprising, Jeff. I mean, uh, I, I don't know what else they can do. You, you, you've been, been hammered day after day. In, in some ways, you know, as, as, uh, you know, as a journalist and someone who has you know, a vague understanding of public relations, it's much better move to do this, you know, and have a one day of, of grief then, you know, spread it out over two months of people posting on social media, my flight got canceled. So at least this way, it's, you know, it's kind of over and done with the quick, the quick cut and then, and then move on. So from a public relations standpoint, it's probably a good thing, but obviously very frustrating for customers. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, I want to ask you about what the CEO, I just read part of the statement there, what the Air Canada CEO had to say about this, saying that the increase in travel has created an unprecedented and unforeseen strain on all aspects of the uh, global aviation system, Jim. Uh, Is that true? Was this unforeseen? Is this something that we couldn't uh, have uh, seen coming? I think um, I just tend to disagree. I think Mr. Russo is a very smart fellow, but um, I I think most people in the industry thought that there was going to be a pretty big boom. Now, I'm probably a little bit surprised that it's as big as it is. I mean, I thought it might leisure travel might would bounce back quite strongly. Uh, business travel would take a while to come back. Business travel for at least smaller groups uh, and smaller conventions seems to have bounced back a little bit faster. So I, I can see when I'd be a little bit surprised. But I think Mr. Uh, Mr. Russo is also talking not only about the airlines being surprised, but governments being surprised. You know, there, there's been a little bit of a back and forth badminton game the last few weeks between, you know, the transport minister saying, well, the airline should have known better. And then the airline saying, well, it's an industry-wide problem. And it, Mr. Russo is correct. It is an industry-wide problem. It's not just in Canada. This is happening in the United States. It's happening in Europe. Uh, we've seen, you know, seas of luggage uh, in, in, in uh, um, London Heathrow. There have been problems in Amsterdam and other parts of the world. Um, obviously, you know, we've got passport shortages. We've got uh, uh, baggage handler shortages, trying to hire new customs agents. So this is, you know, the, 
the, the travel surge seems to have taken a few people by surprise. But I do think we, we most of us did see this coming. Yeah. Is there anything going right when it comes to travel? Well, there, <laughs> I mean, there, there is. It's quite the list you just uh, ran down there for us. Exactly. Um, that's why we thought maybe your, your lead-in song might be something to talk about by uh, Bonnie Raitt, but that's okay. Um, there's lots to talk about, and yes, it, it, it's, uh, uh, there is some good news mixed in with all of this in, in the sense that this is peculiarly a problem seemingly to, to, to the major airports. I talked to Porter Airlines. They said, look, we don't have the same problems at Billy Bishop Toronto Island Airport that they do at Pearson. Um, that's the only airport that they're using at this point. So uh, Porter says they, they don't need foresee the need to make any cuts. Uh, Transat, which does fly out of Montreal and Toronto, uh, said they don't plan anything at the moment. Um, and WestJet uh, issued a statement literally 10 or 15 minutes ago that they sent me by email um, just saying that they've been planning for this for months and that they proactively reduced their capacity to make sure that they had stable operations. Now, they're down about 20, 21% uh, versus July of uh, 2019. Um, so, but, you know, they, they claim that they're, they're more or less saying, we don't need to make any uh, cuts because we kind of saw this coming and we already paired back. And if, and if that's the case, then good for them. Yeah. So how did we get here, uh, Jim? I mean, if this is a case of overcapacity, and I think we could uh, rationalize as, uh, you know, you just explained it, uh, maybe caught uh, uh, us a little bit by surprise, but we knew there was this pent up demand thanks to two years of pretty much no travel because of the pandemic. And people had saved money because there was nowhere to go and there was, uh, you know, nothing to spend your money on uh, during those uh, two years for the most part. So there was, you know, a reserve of savings amongst uh, travelers and and customers as well. But if this is a case of overcapacity, uh, were these airlines, uh, were they trying to make some lost revenue back uh, from those two years from the pandemic and just overbooked? Uh, Is that uh, how we got here? I don't think it's overbooking. I think it's just, if, you know, if there was any mistake made, it was just maybe not quite sensing the strong demand. Um, you know, maybe we came out of this a little bit faster than than we thought. I mean, uh, I, I, in fairness to the airlines, you know, we look back on an Omicron and, and we look back at November of last year and things started to get shut down again. Even in January and February, you know, we weren't quite sure that we were going to get uh, quite to this level yet. But uh, I don't think it's really an issue of overcapacity so much as just uh, uh, not really knowing, uh, uh, perhaps not anticipating, Jeff, that they would be uh, problems with uh, customs guards, that there might be problems with hiring enough security guards, that there might not be enough baggage handlers. Right, because everything is just so interrelated, and when uh, one thing goes down, it affects three or four other things? Right, exactly. And, you know, we've got a situation here, and, you know, I mean, uh, Air Canada is cutting back by about uh, 15% of their flights. Now, uh, luckily for, for a lot of us, that's mostly uh, smaller uh, from Toronto. It, it, the flights that they canceled, uh, that they were that they listed anyway this morning, were uh, several from Montreal, Montreal to Kelowna, Montreal to uh, Baltimore, Montreal to Pittsburgh, Toronto to Fort McMurray. But uh, the head of the uh, Charlottetown PEI airport said they were losing one of their flights uh, each day to Montreal and another flight to Toronto. So that's certainly a, a problem. Um, I did speak with Air Canada this morning. Uh, and they said, yes, anyone who had a canceled flight will be eligible for a full refund of their ticket. So that's at least some good news for uh, customers. Well, I was going to ask you, what is your advice for those that are holding Air Canada tickets for the uh, next couple of months? Uh, is it just going to cross your fingers and hope for the best if you've got a uh, trip booked, uh, say, late July, early August, that uh, you're not one of those canceled flights? Uh, and what about those of us who are flying on Monday, like me? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I, I'm heading out Wednesday, so I'm in the same boat. <laughs> there you go. 
So, uh, I, no, I think, you know, they're, they're certainly going to let people know, and if they're smart, and they're pretty smart people, I think they'll be doing this fairly early and letting people know. Uh, they know now what flights they're already, you know, if they've, if they've announced 154 flights, Jeff, they know, which those, they know what those flights are. So if anyone does have a, a, a ticket that they're holding uh, with Air Canada in the next two months, I assume you'll find out within the next day or so. If you're not sure, call the agent. Maybe not this afternoon. They're probably a little bit busy. Uh, but if you've got a flight in a week or two, give them a call maybe Tuesday or Wednesday or next week. Maybe call them in the off hours and, and, and get the information. But I'm sure they'll be letting people know uh, by email. And do check your spam because, like, even the letter that came last night from, from, from uh, Mr. Rosso, uh, it was in my spam folder and I missed the story by a couple hours. Okay. Uh, do you anticipate, uh, could we expect other carriers, Jim, to be making similar announcements to this one that Air Canada made yesterday? Yeah, it doesn't sound like it off the top, Jeff. Um, uh, like I said, Porter said that they are, they're pretty much uh, operating at the levels that they were at in 2019. They, they fly entirely out of uh, Billy Bishop, the Toronto Island Airport. They don't use Pearson until they, and, and won't until maybe later this year when they get some jets. Uh, uh, delivered. Uh, they do fly out of Montreal and, and some other airports, but uh, they don't have too much of a problem. Transat said that they, they haven't been asked by anyone to cut their flights uh, and that they don't have anything to say at this moment. Um, haven't heard from some of the smaller ones yet from, you know, Canada Jetlines or, or uh, Lynx or uh, Swoop or any of those, but uh, uh, it doesn't sound like we're doing that much. And, and as I mentioned just a minute ago, uh, WestJet did send out a note saying that uh, they have already cut back, uh, had been cutting back over the last few months, uh, which makes it sound to me like they are not planning uh, any other further reductions or any other announcements. So this might be it, and and hopefully for you know uh, uh, passengers across Canada, this will be the end of it, and and maybe by Labor Day we can kind of return to normal. All right. Just finally, before I let you go, just quickly, we got word today as well, Jim, that the COVID border measures they're being extended for incoming travelers. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, well, what they did, they said they, they had paused, uh, as you recall, Jeff, they had paused the, um, the uh, uh, random testing of uh, fully vaccinated travelers until today. They announced uh, now that they will extend that for, I think, another two weeks or 10 days uh, until the middle of July. So uh, anyone flying back into Canada now uh, for the next 10 or 11 days from overseas or the U.S. does not have to worry about random testing, but it will probably come back uh, around the middle of July. They're talking about doing this off-site probably perhaps at a pharmacy, but it seems maybe more likely that people would do this at home. So at least nobody has to get on a crowded bus and, and go to a health care center across the street from the airport. So that's good. But they are extending the other rules, which means, you know, that you might have to court that you will have to quarantine if, if you if you do have COVID, uh, you still have to fill out that arrive can app which I know a lot of the border mayors, uh, uh, mayors of the border cities, such as you know Windsor and uh, uh, Niagara Falls especially, are quite angry about. They think that the arrive can app is too confusing for a lot of people, and then it's discouraging travel. Um, you know, the head of the Tourism Industry Association of Ontario sent me a, a note on Twitter last night saying he, his heart sank when he saw the when he saw the announcement because it's just really so hard on the border cities, and a lot of tourism operators haven't recovered yet. And you know, having another couple months of of, of uh, travel restrictions, it, it might be a good thing from a health standpoint, but it certainly uh, it, it was very bad news for the travel and tourism industry. All right, Jim, much appreciated as always. Thanks so much for this, and best of luck with your flight on Monday. Thanks. You too. Happy Canada Day. Okay, happy Canada Day. There's Jim Byers, Canada's travel guy, and we're back after a break here on the Jeff MacArthur Show.
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. <laughs> and Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.